Welcome to Dental Hygiene Development. We invite you to listen along as we discuss all things dental, including personal and professional growth. I'm Autumn. And I'm Paige. We're just two best friends discussing what we love to do and how we do it. Grab your Diet Coke, Diet Dr. Pepper, or your favorite glass of wine, and let's talk about anything dental hygiene. Hey guys, it's Autumn and Paige here. Uh, welcome to our January 15th podcast where we're going to be talking about how to make your day more efficient um, as you move through the hour after hour of your schedule. We want that to be on task and flow easily. It just makes everything a lot nicer in the office. So um, we wanted to give you a few pointers on how to make that happen. Yep. We can't wait to help you out. We really, I mean, every day brings a different thing. Absolutely. Especially in hygiene. You never know what you're going to get, but there are certain ways that we can make it run a little smoother and just help your day go, you know, be easy as possible. So when you leave, you're not stressed out any more than you already are. Um, before <laughs> we get started though, I just want to make a little announcement. Yes, we're, we're posting this on January 15th. However, you still see that is very much Christmas here. Um, little behind the scenes, we are recording this prior to, um, maybe by the next, when you're actually listening to this podcast, we might have a baby Cranford here. That's right. So we need to get these podcasts out recorded for you guys. Guys. A little um, early. So just a little bit. I'm not crazy. I don't keep my Christmas decorations <laughs> up all year. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. So just so you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not that person. My due date is January 13th. So it'd be kind of hard to film the podcast in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, that would be kind of cool. You think they let us do that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. why not? We're just going to bring our stuff in. Yeah. Another side note, you may see another, I know y'all know Rowdy because he comes in and out very, very frequently. You may see him flying across here. Um, but you also may see Gracie. She's not to be confused with Paige's Gracie. Yeah, because how, how does, we both have dogs named Gracie now. Yeah, that's right. Not, not being confusing at all. <laughs> uh, but she's the newest addition to the Reed family. So you may see her come in and out now. So um, just a little housekeeping things, just so you know, <laughs> before we get started on the podcast that uh, you may, that you may yeah, see a little right. different. All right. So it's 2022. Yep. I've, did you set your goals? I have set a couple. Yes, I definitely have. Yep. I got too. more to go. Yeah. I know. There's always a little goal. I feel like every couple of months you have to revisit and you get new ones or like we said in the uh, the podcast before you have to change them up a little bit but so far we're only 15 days in so haven't had to change anything yet that's right we're off to a good start <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right so let's get this efficiency yep. podcast under right underway in. we'll go back into it so setting scheduling guidelines man the front desk hates me <laughs> <laughs> but in the long run it's good for everyone that's true it is and I will say this with goals as our last week, our, our last podcast topic, it's good to just get them out of the gate, like set the expectations. So if you need to do that with the stuff in the office, it's easier if you just get it out there and get it implemented. If you kind of tiptoe around it or, you know, True. put it off and then try to change some, you know, it's just a little bit more complicated. So just... Go in there with confidence and say, hey, I think this is going to help make our day more efficient. Like, what do y'all think about trying this out, you know? Exactly. You're right. I mean, it is, but I feel bad because I'm always, I do, <laughs> I will say I feel bad, but I don't feel bad because I 
truly use a scheduling guideline and hygiene because you need it. But I'm also one that if someone scheduled something that they shouldn't have or whatever, I will go back in because I can see who scheduled the appointment. And then I have to go be like, so why was this scheduled? <laughs> and I don't want to seem like a naughty teacher, like get in, get in touch with it, be like, why did you do that? But at the same time, if we don't call it out, then it's still going to continue yeah. to happen. So be nice to your front desk. However, do hold them accountable, just like they should hold us accountable for what we're doing yeah. for that scheduling guidelines, because it truly makes your day run so much easier. Do you have any specific like things that you don't like on your schedule that you have to have? Or you um, like a specific way? I do, but I will say where I work, a little more challenging, I would say. But, yes, I think I prefer, like, if they're going to add somebody last minute, like, you know, we've already had morning meeting. This is how the day is set up to flow. And then someone is just, like, going to snuck on there. I'm really big about, like, just come back there and communicate it with me. Just say, yes. hey, this is the reasoning. These people are asking to come in. Like, what works best with your schedule? Don't stick them on there at, you know, 1245 right before we're going to go to lunch and then expect us. Just automatically expect that that's a good day to work through lunch. So, yeah, I'm more about, like, just come communicate and ask me, and we'll try our very best to work it out and make it happen. But um, that's one of my big pet peeves is just, being respectful. Well, you never, it is respectful, but you also never know, like, if you're running behind. Yeah. If the doctor's running behind. And the front desk, just because it looks a certain way on the computer, doesn't necessarily mean everything's going where it, where it says it is. Yep. So, like, just having that open line of communication to be Absolutely. like, if you want to add this patient, please come talk to me and we can find a great space to add them to make everybody's day smoother because the last thing you need if we might not get a lunch but if they need to check out with a front desk that front desk person stays behind if they need an exam or it's not a profi in the state of georgia um side note uh, <laughs> your doctor has to say they don't get a lunch yep so it just puts everybody behind so mm -hmm. it's not just changing one person's schedule it's changing every person's schedule yep. so you're right that is another one another thing is length of appointments Oh, yeah. When you're scheduling guidelines, because um, some people are quicker than others. I would say I've been doing this a long time, so I'm a little bit quicker than some of the people in my office when they come in and work. Um, and some profies I can do in 30 minutes, like if it's a kid or they don't have an exam attached to it, like they truly are just a profie, yep. get them in and out. I can do that in 30 minutes. But I also told them recently, like they know that I can do that, but they also have a tendency to keep putting those 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And I'm like, we can't do that. Yeah. Like, because if one person, person gets behind or if the patient's late then that yeah. just it gets us all yeah. behind so yeah. we need a we need to have a limit on how many of those we can do that's another scheduling guidelines how many of a certain amount of appointments you can do some people like their srps like very first thing in the morning or like not the last thing at the end of the day like some of them like them in the morning i'm not really particular about when i see my srps but some people are i want to see them all day every day <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yes, I do, but I don't know if I my know. back does. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is super important because some people are morning people. Some people are not morning people. Yeah. And you may work more productively at one mm -hmm. point in time. So that is really good. And you are a provider too. So, you know, doctors do that. A lot yeah, of doctors do, do like specialists and different things. They'll have, you know, treatment in the morning and consults in the afternoon. So yeah, definitely a good one to put on your list of 
what works best. Yeah. And in the state of Georgia, again, if you can, do, you can do a profi by yourself, you can't do anything else. So if you know that ahead of time, if um, it's a possibility that maybe you have a doctor that lives far away and you never know if they're going to get stuck in traffic and there's only one doctor and you can't get started, no matter where you live, if you know the goal, like the things that are set, like the laws, put in those patients first thing in the mornings or, you know, just in case something happens. So if a doctor gets behind or something happens and there's a wreck or someone gets in, then you have time. Yeah. You can go ahead and get started. It doesn't put you behind as well. Doesn't throw the whole day off. Yeah. I think that's a good suggestion too, as far as new patients go, because I know we were just talking about that is not having your personally for me my 8 a.m patient as a new patient because a lot of times you never know what you're getting into with a new patient and say you're 15 minutes to 30 minutes behind on that new patient then the whole rest of your day is kind of thrown off at that point so I think new patients strategically placed is a good thing the SRPs same thing that first thing in the morning with your doctor if the distance you have to consider all that those are all really good yeah you may have some also I used to have a patient I don't see them anymore but in another office I used to see a patient who had really bad vertigo mm -hmm. and like really bad so like I couldn't lean him back like at all so I was literally doing some kind of pretzel moves <laughs> To see him, which is fine, and we have to see him, and we work around those things. But if there's a patient like that that you know is going to just, like, get your back, like, maybe if you can make that the last patient of the day or, you know, so you don't start your morning off with that, and then, yes, like, you, then that's you're just, worn out. oh, your back already <laughs> hurts, and you're like, this is going to be a long seven hours. <laughs> you're going to the massage therapist at lunch, <laughs> like, I can't even get through the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smart. That's really smart. Yeah. And on that note, we'll come back and talk a little bit about how to make your schedule productive. But on a side note, I will say, yes, while you can see a lot of those 30-minute appointments, I will always be the person who says that seeing more patients or putting stuffing them in is not the way to make your money. No. No. So don't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a long time. I can see patients pretty quickly myself, but it's not the way to get the money. No. You, uh, there's a lot of other ways and we'll talk about that later, but really truly design your schedule to be productive in a way that's good for you mentally. Yeah. That's good for you physically. That's going to make the day run smoothly. It may take some, you may not know off the top of your head and you may need to go think about it or work a couple of days and be thinking about it while you're doing it, yeah. but, or sit down with your front office or sit down with the doctor, but truly sit down. And if you don't have scheduling guidelines, get you some. Yeah. I think it's super wise. And it's one of those things too, that if you're communicating, it's going to take frustration out of your day. Like a lot of people have these ideas or preferences and they don't have the confidence to um, approach it as a way to make the day go smoother. And so I think it's great. Everybody wants the day to be efficient, even the doctor. So I think they are traditionally on board with stuff like that. Yep. So don't be afraid to say things when you see like, hey, this could be good for everybody and mm -hmm. especially me because a lot of people will be back there, you know, complaining to their best friend in the office about like, meow, 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 that, well, they put this new patient in first thing in the morning and then you've never said anything about not putting new patients in first in the so morning. It wasn't you their fault. They you didn't assume know. that yep. they would know your preference and they don't. So it's good to just say it. 
Yep. Put, Put it, it out, out there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get you some scheduling guidelines. Yeah. Rule one. <laughs> change your life. <laughs> it will. It will change your work life. Yeah. Um, the second one, I am another one that I'm a huge, something I do every single day and probably a little OCD about. Um, in fact, I train hygienists and then I've had my, the, my current associate hygienist, she, I trained her, she went to another office and then she came back to me. Um, but she's like, Autumn, nobody else audits a schedule like you do. I audit the heck out of a schedule and not just my schedule, the doctor's schedule. Um, because when I say audit the schedule, I mean like setting yourself up for the next day. So when you come, I like to come in the next morning and know what I'm getting myself into. I don't think I could be a temp. I know you're doing that now and you probably, you like it a lot. It's going better than I thought. (laughs) And some people enjoy that and they love the mixing it up, but I don't think I could ever do that because I like knowing, okay, when I come in tomorrow, I have this, this, and this. This is how my day looks. I had this open spot here and there. That's my Enneagram 8, my control coming out mm-hmm. at me. Like, I need to know what's going on in my schedule. And on top of that, not just knowing who's on the schedule, I don't like to get a patient back and then be searching through there. Nothing slows an appointment down more than having to go through someone's chart, whether it be paper, or hopefully not everybody's using paper anymore, or because that just hurts your hand. But <laughs> or the computer and just having to go through to see, do they need x-rays? Do they need an oral ID uh, update? Do they need perio charting? Yeah. Do they need an exam? When was the last time we did a scan? Like all these things you did the day before. Right. And you could have known it's all written there for me. I do it very specifically and I'll tell you in a minute how I do it. But like knowing those things are like gold to me. Oh, I'm the same way. I'm the type I audit my schedule heavily, too, because I want to know what I'm doing. I don't want to have to be going, look, do they need x-rays? Like, I type it in on the actual appointment. I put yeah. FMX, probe, profi exam, fluoride, whatever it is. Even if it's not a production, obviously you can put it in your walkouts. Mm-hmm. But I actually type it in. I have my own little code, so I know exactly what it is. So even if I'm super busy, I know that I've already went through it, looked at it. That person needs FMX. I don't have to go searching around or any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm with you. And when I'm temping, I find that if it's a good office, <laughs> the lead hygienist has already audited the schedule. Mm. They have it printed out for me and it's on my desk because they know that's going to make their day run efficiently if I know what's going on. And a lot of times you might be on a different computer system. So I might not know where everything is as quickly as they do. And so, yeah, I have found good offices. (laughs) They go through and audit the schedule for their temps. So that has been why it's been better than I thought it would be. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's nice of them. Because I'm with you. I like like to know my day. Yeah. And even when the other hygienist I work with, she knows how I audit my schedules. But I'm so crazy about it. Like, I will, if I'm going on vacation, I will audit the entire week's next schedule, even though it's probably going to change because you know people come off the schedule but I'm like I know better my feel better in my heart and my soul (laughs) that the ones that are on there and have been on there were the right things you can go on actual vacation because you know you've done the work yeah Yeah. I know I'm the same it's it's bad but what I do for my schedule audits is I you know you can print out just looking at the schedule I print it out and then I sit down and I go through the hygiene first I I start with hygiene just in case I run out of time because that's the most important thing and I literally it takes doesn't take me as long as it used to because I got a system down like I know what it is so the more you do it you're gonna think man this is just gonna take more time in my day and yes it will but I can do it in 15 minutes tops and do the entire schedule that's myself 
another hygienist and the doctor. I can do it that quickly now because I know exactly where I'm going. I always look at the first, like I'm looking there immediately. I was like, okay, when was their last exam? When was their last set of x-rays? And then I go, when was their last period charting? I want to know, we scan patients, like do an iTero scan every six months. So I look for their scan and then I look for oral cancer screening. So I'm looking for all those things and I know exactly where they're at. And if something needs to be changed, I go ahead and change it in the computer. So it's already in there the correct way. Um, and then I write it on my notes and then <clears throat> I do the same thing. And then for the doctor's schedule, I go through and they're like, why are you auditing the doctor? I'm not auditing the doctor's schedule to see what they're doing that day. I'm auditing the doctor's schedule to see if they have missed a hygiene appointment that we need to get them back in for. Or, um, we also do, if like it's a denture patient, we still do oral ID. So I'm like auditing to see if we've offered them that, um, and if they haven't scheduled a hygiene visit yet. So I'm going through and making sure all I care about on the doctor's schedule is do they have, are they up to date on their hygiene appointments? Right. Um, so once I write them all down and I put it in the computer, I go up front and we have, you know, I don't know, people call them like their routers or whatever. Mm-hmm. We do too. So I make sure that the routers have that on it. And if there's like a note, like say my patient needed, another thing I look for, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you this. I also look to see if they need any type of restorative treatment. So we already know ahead of time. All these things. So when they come in, I am not searching through their chart. Like yeah. I, when I come in, I go to their chart very specifically to check medical history. I go to the chart very specifically to, um, put in their period chart and I don't look at the computer again. Like I'm doing everything because I already have it printed out in front of me what they need and I know where to go and I'm not searching. So I already know which order that my appointment's going to run in. And I feel like you are a very proactive lead hygienist because I feel like at some offices you might not have time to do all that as efficiently just yourself as a hygienist. And so I think you can also, if you know, that just sounds awful to you and you don't want to keep up with all of those things mm-hmm. yourself. You take responsibility for the hygiene, let the assistants take responsibility for checking those things on the doctor's side. Mm-hmm. And then the front desk could be auditing kind of like if they need to reschedule for treatment or a cleaning or whatever. And those are things that you can all discuss in the morning meeting. So you can kind of delegate the responsibilities if your team is really good at communicating, I think that's perfectly acceptable yeah. to do too. But <laughs> I kind of personally like to just take a peek at it myself too. Yeah. But that kind of, if that overwhelms you a little bit to think like, oh, I got to, you know, do all of that stuff, mm-hmm. you can kind of communicate and delegate kind of like coming yeah. up with your own schedule guidelines of like, hey, this is what I think as a team we should do and incorporate so we're all on the same page. We know what's going on tomorrow and we've all – um got to look at all the patients. Yeah, and, and if you're not the only hygienist there, if you don't want to do it all, you can definitely both do your own schedules or mm-hmm. if you want to alternate them, you can do it every other day. There's ways to get around it. I Like I said, the more you do it, the quicker you'll get at it and you kind of just know where to go on your system most of the time to find things that you need to know. Um, but yeah, the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. And if you get the whole team about that, another point you made, the morning meeting, that is a whole nother thing that makes your day run smoothly. Yes, like the whole team communicating to know, like we were talking earlier about your schedule. I was like adding people, where are their places? We know today we have this open space and this open space in the doctor's call. And we have this open space and this open space in hygiene. So you know where you can add patients. And if you already know when you're looking at a schedule, you're looking at your schedule and you can tell the front desk like, 
we are overbooked today. Unless someone does not show up, please do not add anybody to my schedule. Yep. Or, you know, I know Mr. So-and-so is coming in and he is going to take me longer. Um, can I, or I'm going to might get running behind here. Can a dental assistant take my x-rays? Like all these things are going to make your day go so much smoother. It's all about communication. Yep. And being prepared. I mean, if you look at it the day before, then obviously you're prepared for that morning meeting yeah. where you can discuss those things with your team. Um, and I think sometimes you have to encourage that communication because sometimes people are afraid to speak up. I don't know. I, I used to be that way when I was younger. Now I have no bones about it, you know, just <laughs> speaking up, saying what needs to be said. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it but really there's does. a way to say it. You don't have to be yeah. rude to tell no, an office manager, do not put that on my schedule. Don't do that. Yeah, just be like, hey, <laughs> you know, nice. we all communicate and tell each other what's going on, just like they may tell us something from the front desk about insurance. You know, like, there's all things going on. We can all say these things and be confident that we know what we're talking about that make the day run so much easier for everybody. Well, they're the insurance expert. Like, they, they can come back there. I go ask them questions all the time about insurance, you know. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that know. So if they come tell me something about insurance, like, I'm taking their word for it. I'm like, thank you very much for mm -hmm. giving me that information. I feel like they feel the same way about us clinically like they know a good bit honestly your front desk do about what's happening in the back yeah but it's helpful for them to just be like oh, okay that's what the hygienist said that's what she needs it just gives them direct information of what's needed and so I think it just makes it easier for them in the long run but mm -hmm. um you know you just have to frame it the right way right it's all about it's all about being respectful of each other yeah yeah and trying to help each other yeah another thing is our doctors, how many times have you been sitting around like waiting for an exam? Just gonna tap my <laughs> finger, right? It's only been 20 minutes. I got another patient out there, it's been waiting <laughs> there. The front desk is coming up here. So and so wants to know how long it's gonna be to your next appointment. Well, I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Go ask Doc. Sometimes. We love our doctors. They're very good. And honestly, I will say there's a very few and far between in my office now where I have a doctor that's we're waiting that long for an exam. But it happens. Yeah, there are and days. It, and it depends on the doctor you're working with. It does it does happen. But I've found um, that if you get, if you can break away, sometimes we can't. But if you know that you finished scaling, maybe you're going to polish and floss and that's all you got to do and you got five minutes. If you can give your doctors a heads up, especially in the morning meeting, if they're like, I am solid booked in production today. I am extraction, crown prep, feel like I'm just back to back to back. If we can give them a heads up, they can come to a stop because you have to think we're asking them to get up and we don't like to get up in between our stuff, but we're asking them to get up in the middle procedure too. So so we have to do that all day long. They have to deal with it all day long. So if you give them a little bit of a heads up, it's a nice thing. And that kind of helps on your patient weight too. I have found too, this kind of goes with the efficiency of the day. And this will be doctor preference. But you can always ask your doctor. But if your doctor is okay with you taking your x-rays, doing your perio charting, everything in that they would need for their exam, whether it's intro pictures, whatever. And then just sending them that message, you know, uh, FMX is in or whatever you did, FMX in, intraoral pictures in, you know, ready for exam and then just put the time. And so they know that they can come in at any point after that and do their exam thoroughly. 
they don't have to wait till the end when you're done because True. then that gives them a window of time. Like they can just pop in when it works for them in their schedule. Now, not all doctors want to do that. Some doctors want to come in at the very end. You've got every scrap of everything off of those teeth yeah. and they want to see it. And then of course, if you have a really heavy patient and you know, it's going to hinder their visibility, yeah. you obviously don't want them to come in at that point and you can just shoot that in your message too. Like, Hey, give me 20 minutes and then come in. But I think, I have found that that really helps with efficiency Mm -hmm. if a doctor's trusting their clinicians to do their job appropriately and they know they're going to clean and do a good job, that they can come in and do that exam at any point. It doesn't have to be at the very end of the appointment. Um, So it's just something that you can discuss and see if your doctor's open to it or not. And maybe they will be, maybe they won't. But it really helps with hygiene too because that, you know, even that 10-minute wait on that exam, that's 10 minutes that you aren't going to get back and it could throw you behind. You know, 10 minutes per patient, that's a lot of time in your day. Yep. So I think that's one thing you can kind of um, think about and then maybe approach it with your staff and see what they think. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And you brought it in like typing in this. So most of the time in my office, we write sticky notes and give them to our doctors Yeah, because he's bouncing all over the place. So he's never (laughs) in a specific room. But when it comes to my front desk, if I know I'm going to need a consult, sometimes they're with patients already. If I know my patient needs to sit down to talk to them um, about stuff, then we use uh, Teams. I don't, mm-hmm. know if it, I don't know what everybody uses. And some um, systems have their own, like, messaging system. Yeah. But find one that works for you. If Like, I think Microsoft, I don't know if Teams, you can get it for free. I don't really know if, you're, like, if your system doesn't come with one. But find one because it really does work. It helps yeah. giving people heads up, finding – you never know where they're going to be in the office. They can send it to the front desk and send me a message to say whatever they need to say. And you know, I can get to it later. It could be the patient in the, in the chair. But – and then that, I like, if I do my front desk, how I tell them is I'll be like, Mr. Smith needs a consult. And they'll either say, okay, I'm available, whichever one of them is available. So I know which one I'm not walking them up and then standing and staring. And we got patients everywhere and just <laughs> staring awkwardly and then looking at the patient like, I don't know where they're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> that is true. They'll either say, hey, I'm available or they'll say I'm both with somebody. So I know I need to get my room freed up. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to go have Mr. Smith. I'll have you sit in the waiting room. As soon as Sarah or Jennifer are ready for you, they're going to call you right back. Yeah. And so the patient knows that we're communicating. Yeah. Because if patients see us communicate, then they feel more comfortable to yeah. knowing that the things are running smoothly. Yeah. It instills confidence in them, mm-hmm. which I think that's another thing too. If your doctor does trust you and is open to those things, I think it shows the patient too that they really trust their hygienist. Yep. And um, I think it, to me, it comes off as very respectful. I appreciate it when a doctor's open to letting me do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so. because a lot of, if you, like, all, I think in most people's brains that the doc, the reason the doctor's coming in is to basically be a teacher and check us off. That they're coming in to make sure that we did our job. In reality, that shouldn't be what they're having to do. No. They should be coming in to um, check to make sure what the patient needs. They're, they're diagnosing. Only there the, they're diagnosing, you know. That's the only reason they're there. They're not there to, to double check me. So you're right. That is a huge sign of respect in the doc, in the patient see that too. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Yep. Um, and the only way you can do that is by having sharp instruments. Oh, Lord, yes. Yes. <laughs> if you do not, that's the most frustrating thing. How long are you going to spend on a profi with a dull instrument? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's research out there. If your doctor's <laughs> giving you a hard time with yeah. uh, time efficiency and cleanings, but it's so true. And you can burnish that stuff right into the tooth and then 
Yeah. <laughs> that just makes everybody's job harder moving forward. So, yeah, super important. Yeah. Make sure you have sharp instruments. Make sure your packs are... I like, I'm very, again, you'll find that I'm very OCD, so my packs are very small. Um, if you go into an office where you know you're going to be there a long time, you know, design the kits that work for you because that will make your day so much easier if you're using the right instruments at the right time and the best instruments. Yep. Well, I feel like, too, sometimes that slows you down. When you have a kit that's, like, blown full and you can't see what is what and then you're, like, searching for your, you know, one thing that you're using – I do usually set mine off to the side if I have a giant kit and I know I'm not using this half. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you don't need all that stuff if you're not using nope. it and it's really in your way slowing you down. So if you only need five specific instruments or four or whatever it might be, um, put those in your main kits that you're using day in and day out. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds, it seems silly. It sounds silly that having a sharp instrument is going to make your day more efficient, but it truly, Oh yeah, it truly does. Making sure, I mean, using the right instruments at the right time, use an ultrasonic scaler. Why would you spend all day hand scaling? If you got an ultrasonic scaler, just saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Why mm-hmm. would you hurt your hands? If I see tartar, <laughs> ultrasonic. <laughs> if it's I mean, I know it's hygienist pro, you know, it's your prerogative to decide what you think you need to use for your patients, but that's just my personal opinion. I know if I use the right instruments at the right time, it is going to make my day so much easier and my body feels better. Yeah. I mean, if they have five millimeters of recession on those lower end tiers, you might not want to uh, use ultrasonic, but you know, otherwise. <laughs> they might not want you on the to, average but you person, still want to. Uh-huh. Right. Be like, so how does this feel? Yeah. That, that feels great. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I think some people are. There's like a timidness in that too of like using the right tool for the job. And sometimes yeah. you just have to tell them like, this is a tool I have to use to treat you appropriately or treat you right. And I think patients appreciate that. Yeah. And even if you have to do a little bit more, if it, if you have to, like, if you have to get a patient numb, sometimes it's, you might have to go get your doctor in Georgia. You may have to go get your doctor to numb you up. But if you do, it's worth the time because how long are you going to spend and not do a very good job? opposed to go ahead and waiting let the doctor come in there get the get the anesthesia and then you can do your job so efficiently mm-hmm. when you get them comfortable and the patient appreciates you oh absolutely yeah I mean I feel like too with the sharp instruments like when you have like subgingival um buckle tartar with adult instrument it is like not gonna I mean it's not coming off I mean yeah. you gotta go over it and over and over and over it. you need that catch to like pop it off so that drives me nuts when I'm like oh it's one of those, and I can't get it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was a side note. <laughs> yeah, we just got off on a little tangent. That was a little tangent, but, yeah. I, <laughs> it happens. Super important. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the hygiene world, for sure. Yeah. I think that you can do everything you can. You can have the right instrument. You can do your morning huddles. You can do your schedule audits. You can have, you know, a guide and scheduling guidelines. But if you don't work as a team, it don't matter. Nope. It does not matter. Mm-mm. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> because you are all going to be going separate directions with separate things in mind. So the biggest thing that you could possibly do to make your office efficient, in my perspective, is to teamwork. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things, too, that I think the more you work as a team, the happier you are overall just day in and day out because if you feel like you're the one pulling all the weight 
that creates a lot of frustration in your day and long-term frustration. So yeah, it definitely makes a big difference, not only in your efficiency, but also just longevity of your career. Yep, it sure does. So be team players, you know, be respectful of the people that you work for. Even if, you know, you think they could be doing something better, don't be quick to judge. You never know what's going on at their home or what, you know, they're getting calls on on their phone. But ask nicely. If it becomes an issue where they're not doing it consistently, it's definitely a time to sit down. But I would suggest that if you're going to sit down, have it with somebody else. You know, ask your office manager, ask your doctor to be there um, so they don't – that we don't want them to feel gang up on, but we want to make sure that it's handled and then to understand why it's important. I'm reading a book um, called Extreme Ownership right now. And one of the things is if you do not, if you just ask somebody to do something and it sounds like a lot of work to them, but you don't explain to them why it's important, yeah. they don't care. Yeah. So they need to know the why behind the person make, making that decision. Mm-hmm. So Really, just if you have something to ask them, why are we doing this? Because this is going to make it, you know, run quicker. And I know it seems like a lot of work now, but it's going to make the day at the end of the day. You might get a full lunch. Yeah. You might get to go home on time. You know, us girls like to eat, too. (laughs) (laughs) I just like getting some fresh air and stepping away. You know, I would I would rather starve. Well, I don't know about that. I get hangry. But, you know, just to get out and get some fresh air and step away from the operatory for a minute. We all need it. A good excuse to go to (laughs) Chick-fil-A for a Diet Coke. Oh, for a Diet Coke. (laughs) They have Diet Dad Pepper there, too. Yes. Another good excuse to go. That's when we like to fully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So just be respectful, but, you know, really explain to your team. You know, this is a thing that's really good for the beginning of the year. We talked about setting goals in the last podcast. You can have a morning huddle and a whole morning meeting just about productivity in the office. And you can ask them, you know, what do you think could make your, where do you think where are the hiccups right now? And you may not think of it, but somebody else thinks about it, but they're too shy to bring it up or they think that they're going to get in trouble if they try to change something. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're open to all suggestions. And in that being said, if you have ideas yeah. of what is, you know, what is helpful for you and your office, shoot them my way because I love to know these things. I will take any advice that anybody likes to give me. Well, that's a good thing to do too in your office. So if you're like timid and you don't like talking in front of people or you feel like you have a good idea, usually there's a lead or someone that you can go to, like the office manager. Just go tell them privately and just say like, hey, I thought this might be a good idea. What do you think? And then maybe have them present it for you like in the morning meeting. Say, hey, you know, Mrs. Whatever you wouldn't call your friend at the office, Mrs. Smith, but you know, Hey, (laughs) Jamie over here had a really good idea and, um, we wanted to present it to you guys and see what y'all thought. Like if we might could implement this and then, you know, once you hear the feedback on that, maybe they're all really excited about it and it kind of helps you open up to talking about it. Um, so so when you have more ideas, you'll say them. Absolutely. So you'll build your own confidence and then eventually present it yourself. But, um, yeah, there's always ways to, communicate and talk without having to be the one to directly do it if that's you know overwhelming to you but you know yeah we're all about the confidence so if we you are. can build it up and do it yourself do it yourself yes yeah. all that confidence and teamwork and then the very last but not least thing <laughs> for efficiency is stay hydrated which is hard I have a thing, and my assistants know because I have one of those water bottles that, like, have your time on it. If I, if I get behind, they'll be coming up at lunchtime and be like, Autumn, 
<laughs> it says 8 a.m. Why have you been drinking? And I'm like, girl, I've been running around. I got all these patients. I got a ton of drink water, you know? <laughs> but like, if you do, then it helps your day go better. Nothing worse than getting hungry. You need to make sure you bring food if you need to, or getting thirsty or having to pee and not being able to get up. Like, take your time to do those things. I'm not saying take a full five minutes to sit there and drink water, but, like, just a few sips in between a patient or waiting for an exam is good for you. It keeps your energy up, too. Like, when you get dehydrated, seriously, like, you can feel crummy, and then Mm -hmm. you don't have the energy to kind of keep rolling. So Mm -hmm. take care of your body, take care of yourself, Um, which also leads us to the one that goes with hydrate, which is get good sleep. Oh, yeah. We're big proponents of that around here. <laughs> the both of us. Yeah. Get your sleep. <laughs> All the sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty positive and, like, happy person. But if I have not had good sleep, I can be very um, quiet and I am grouchier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can get hangry, too, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, and if you're sleeping good you're mentally clearer so mm-hmm. that your brain can function better and help you stay more efficient throughout the day yep. plus you're gonna be a lot more pleasant to be around I feel absolutely like, with your team so yeah if I don't I already know if I get bad sleep then I and I'm feeling it like I know it right away <laughs> and I will tell like I'll be first to tell everybody when I get in the huddle like I'm sorry guys you're just gonna have to bear with me today because I'm on the struggle bus I didn't get any sleep last night please mm-hmm. help me where you can yeah just be honest with your team <laughs> literally one day she texted me and told me like it had been a long day or week or whatever and I literally just took a can of diet Dr. Pepper from my house and took it up there to the front desk and I was like hey can you give this to Autumn uh, she says that it's been friend. a long week she brings me that Dr. Her front desk <laughs> kind of looked at me a little sideways, but like, why is this? Because they didn't specifically know who I was, and I literally just had a single can of like cold diet Dr. Pepper. It was delicious, and uh, it was really funny. But she yeah. told them who I was, and they were like, "Oh, okay, that's so yeah, sweet." So she's so sweet. Uh-huh. She is so sweet. Yeah, but it was so funny, you know. So maybe find out your um, coworkers' favorite things if you know they had a rough night. Yeah, go get it for them. Yeah, some people just need cheer them up. Some people just need some caffeine. Some people need a little food. If you know somebody gets hangry, help them out. All those things. If they're running better, you're running better. You know what I'm saying? And we just all just help each other out (laughs) to get your sleep, people. It is important. Science. Yeah, science. (laughs) I mean, lots of sciencey things. You can't dispute that. (laughs) No, you sure can't. (laughs) Oh goodness. Well. We um, obviously love to hear from you guys, and um, obviously everybody has different ideas and things that they can implement, and like Autumn kind of said earlier, please feel free to share them, because I feel like hygienists, we're a tribe, you know, a lot of us are alike, and we have similar personalities, and Lord, anything that we can come up with that's efficient and helpful and whatever, like, obviously we want to implement that, and yeah. um so don't ever be afraid to tell us any suggestions that you might come up with. We love them. Love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely share it out. If you want us to, you know, give you credit for it, we'll say, hey, so-and-so came up with this awesome idea. Or if you want to remain anonymous, you know, we'll leave you out of it and put it up. Yeah, but take, be confident. Take pride in those things that you say. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but if you don't, it's fine, but. I'm just saying, we, <laughs> we want love you to be you confident. Anyways. Either way, yeah. we love you. Babe. Yeah, we love you anyways. Yeah, so we're encouraging you to grow. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Well, I think that's going to 
end things for this podcast. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings our January podcast to a close. But um, you guys can keep in touch with us on all the social media platforms. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We have a TikTok and we're we're trying to build up our confidence to be, you know, those young yeah. hip TikTokers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge us, okay? We haven't quite done that one yet, but yeah. maybe we'll put that on our goals list for 2022. There you go. That's DHD goals list. Yes, that's right. Lord have mercy. Asking for help, yeah. confidence, and TikTok. <laughs> it all goes together. That's right. That's right. But thank you guys for joining us. Your support you means everything. We can't do this without you, and we really do appreciate you. So if you have time to, if you see this on Facebook, circling around, share it out to your friends. Um, we greatly appreciate that because the more people who see it, the more fun we can have and the better support system we can create for hygienists. So, Absolutely. Yep. Thanks for joining us Thanks, and guys. we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.